Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Unbreakable with Jay Glaser, a mental health podcast. Helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glazer. Welcome back to Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. And I'm so excited about today's guest. I mean, you want to talk about rock stars? Unbelievable. And, and not in the form of the rock stars like the Guy Fieri's and the Brett Michaels we had on. Those two rock stars would be dying to talk to our two rock stars today. But before I get to them. If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year, yet far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carolyn Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carolyn Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. All right, gang, like I said, you know, this is a mental health podcast that I think leads to mental wealth. If we can kind of tap into a lot of things that hand that life has fed us, there's two ways we can go. The way that Jeff and Johnny Agar have gone have been absolutely unbelievable. And these two cats really show us there's nothing we can't do. I see what these guys have done already. I don't know what they can't do. So with that, I want to welcome in Jeff and Johnny Agar. How are you guys doing? How you doing, Jay? Good to, good to <laughs> see you today and good to hear from you. Thanks for having us on, Jay. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. So now, for people who don't know, because this is also more of an audio show, Pops, why don't you kind of tell us you know, your story with you and your son. You guys are, I, I'm not going to do it right if I try to. <laughs> I, it, that would be lousy. Sometimes it's journalists, sound better, you, 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 you got to know when to lay out. I'm going to lay out here. Yeah, so, uh, you know, when I, was, when I was younger, I played baseball. Um, a lot of it was... Uh, I threw hard, but I had very little athletic ability outside of that. You know, and I didn't have to run much in baseball, which is great. So it fit perfectly for me. But later on, after we had Johnny and he had an opportunity about 15 years ago to do a, uh, a triathlon with some uh, a local group called My Team, or My Team Triumph that takes kids that are special needs and runs them through endurance races. Johnny's got cerebral palsy. He was born prematurely at uh, 29 weeks. Uh, three pounds, seven ounces. Within a couple of weeks, diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And we were told he would probably never walk and probably would never talk as well. So uh, that was a, a big shock to us, not only the premature piece of things, but 
just the diagnosis. We had no idea what we were even getting ourselves into. Seems like Johnny wants to chime in here real quick on this and say, oh. like, hold on a second here. I got I got something to say. But my parents never put any limitations on me. They had me involved in uh, everything that everything that you know that a normal kid does uh, in life. And so I was very thankful for that. And they always taught me, you know, I had to work hard at everything that I did if I was to be successful in life. And, and so I had always watched sports. Sports was always a way that, you know, I could connect with dad when I was younger. And so they always taught me that, you know, Johnny, if you want to work as hard and be as independent as you want to be, you need to work as hard as Steve Eisman or, or, or um, Robert Porsche for the Lions. And so that was always something that I really enjoyed and really caught on to me. And because I go to therapy every day uh, for eight, eight hours a day, just like they train every day. Yeah, it got to the point where if he would he would only go into therapy if he had a team shirt on. And if the uh, therapist wouldn't call him Iserman, then he wouldn't work out. <laughs> so like really funny. He the Red Wings were huge one year, and uh, yeah, he had multiple jerseys, and that's what his his whole approach was. Hey, I'm working out just like the guys are. And so he's he's working on his own end. But then you decide to take it to a different level, Dad. Yeah, kind of decided for me. So I, I wasn't a big fan of biking, running, or swimming, which um less than ideal when you're going into triathletes for triathlons. But uh Johnny loved it. He did some of these races with a local group, like I said, and and he just loved being kind of on the inside part of the game. Someone like yourself, I mean, you know there's a big distinction on being on the outside, seeing all the stuff that's going on. And when you're on the inside, it's a whole different deal, right? So uh, that's where he kind of felt like he was now participating at least more like an athlete than uh, than he had been in the past. So uh, we started doing some 5K runs together because I thought, well, how hard could a 5K be? After I had looked up how many miles was in a 5K. <laughs> but uh, it turns out you really should train for these things. The first time, uh, just brutal. I didn't train at all. The second race we and, did. And you're carrying him. Uh, yeah, so I'm pushing him in a in an old jogger at the time. Uh, nothing like the equipment I have today. But uh, our second race at an 80 year old power walker, she was beating me for two miles, and I had to kick it in to finally beat her towards the end. And I thought, if we're going to do more of these races, I've got to do uh, a lot more training. She might have been an Olympic power walker in her day, but she was 80 years old. <laughs> I gave him a look after that. <laughs> <laughs> So, so is it something? Going, but it was a very humble beginning. So if anybody ever tells you, oh, I can never do that. Hey, I went from, from zero to where we are today. You have to have the right motivation. And yeah, and you've probably seen this too, right? I mean, people can do extraordinary things, but you got to have the right motivation to get through. You can't just, you know, will yourself to do it all the time. And, and Johnny was my motivation. He's been the motivation for a lot of people. But, uh, but if you find what motivates you, that gets you over the hurdles and uh, makes you uh, at least set yourself up to accomplish things. Tell me the feeling for both of you. The first time you both crossed a finish line in anything. It was such a feeling of accomplishment because, you know, I know with dad, you know, he doesn't like swimming, biking and running. So for him to be able to do what it takes to get me to that line is really, really something special every day. Every time, 
And no matter if it's a 5K or a Ironman triathlon, it really is something special. And I never take it for granted. And it really teaches me so much about, you know, what it takes to deal with my three palsy on a daily basis. So But it also it also shows you, man, look how much this man loves me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I've never met a person that is as good as he is and, and I uh, very rarely will ever find one, I don't think. So. I have I have many times thought, you know, Johnny, couldn't you have taken on a hobby like stamp collecting? So, <laughs> I might get a paper cut once in a while, that would be it. But uh when did you but, then decide, all right, we're gonna get serious about this and I've gotta start ramping my training up. What did that look like? You, you know, for me, it was an evolution of things. And, uh, you know, when you start hanging around, you, you've probably seen this in, in different uh, sports communities, but they, they tend to be very uplifting. The endurance community is like on the crazy level of uplifting, encouraging, supportive. So every time we would do something, you know, we started doing several 5Ks and then someone we ran into said, hey, you should try a 10K. And you start thinking, wow, you know, could I do that? And so we did. And then I would always say, okay, you know, I've kind of hit my, that's my physical peak right there. And then we're running with our run group and someone said, well, there's a, the biggest 25 K is in the, in the country is in our hometown here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So I thought, wow, that'd be cool to do the 25 K. And like, you know, you believe these people who know what they're doing and they say, yeah, if you train for it, you could do it. And I, then I said, okay, that's it. I've, you know, 25 K 15 miles. I'm kind of done. Then, uh, Someone in our group says, well, you've done a 25K. You should think about doing a marathon. Is that someone in your group sitting next to you? No. He, no. He, he, was, he, he'd be sitting there. He'd be going like this, telling me, you know, yeah, encourage my dad to do this. Giving him my, my puppy eyes. Yeah. But I would have told him, Johnny, I, and I had several times, said, Johnny, it's just physically not possible. I don't have the ability to do a marathon. And then someone who has done tons of marathons in one of our groups would say, oh, yeah, you can do it. And you know the power of someone telling you something. It's, there's a power in someone saying you can't do something because it motivates you to do it. Yeah, yeah. There's also a huge power in someone who really knows what they're doing, saying, "Yes, you you're able to do it. You can do it." And it opens up your mind to think, "Wow, maybe I possibly can do it." And so that's how it was for me. Rather than someone saying, "You're never going to do this," right. it was those people encouraging me along the way that always got me to take the next step and keep training further and further. How did the swimming part get involved? Because now that's the last part. That's the Ironman triathlon. A triathlon is putting the swimming yeah. part. How did that part, that last piece of the puzzle come in? Yeah, so really it was taken after Rick and Dick Hoyt, who had started out doing these teams competitions many years ago. And Dick would pull his son Rick in a boat. And so in uh, the My Team Triumph group that we had started working with, they do, they take kids in races and, they had a bunch of boats that uh, you would use for the swim portion. And so we just started training, got used to it. Um, we have a nice kayak now that, that works really, really well in the water. So the swimming is actually the easiest part. And it's uh, you start with the swim, you get that out of the way. And it's the easiest and shortest of the three. It's still hard. You swim 2.4 miles, takes about an hour and a half. But uh, but we full, love the swim. That's and, a full uh, Ironman. Yeah, man. for a full Ironman. Exactly. But it kind of just, it kind of evolved. And um, we've gotten better and better equipment along the along the way. And, I think we have some of the best equipment you can get now that uh, really helps us out and helps overcome the my limited athletic ability I have in this sport. So how long does it take for the whole trot through 17 hours? Yeah, yeah so you get 17 okay. hours to do a full uh, Ironman. So. Yeah, so it's about an hour and a half for the swim, which is the 2.4 miles. Then you have to bike 112 miles. That takes us 
ballpark, just eight, eight, eight day and a half hours. <laughs> then when you get done with that, you run a marathon, which is ballpark ish six hours, about 26.2 miles. And then we have a fourth leg that I like to do with my walker, which is walk the last uh, mile of the race. That's my favorite part. And I'm done. Johnny gets to walk it in. And uh, Johnny, how does that make you feel? Me walking the last? Yeah. Okay. So I had started to do that because, you know, I was training with Dan one day and I said, you know, I'm capable of doing more. I I had heard him panting behind me and it's one of those things where you know I got I got sick and tired of of telling him thank you all the time because if you tell a person thank you you know you can tell them thank you but do you really mean it Hmm. and so what I try to do is try to take my words and and put them into action and so um, that was my way of because walking a mile for me is like running a marathon my parents like to say, for most people, I have to focus on, you know, everything I do in order to take a step. You know, my posture, my breathing, you know, my where my leg placement is. And so that was my way of, of kind of giving back to him and kind of giving him a break a little bit. <laughs> I, I like Oh. Yeah, and I think he really, he was dying to know what it felt like to be an athlete. So right. he had participated in all the, you know, hundreds of races. But there's a difference if you're actually in the game, you know, on the field, right? And so uh, that first time he got to actually be the athlete was eye-opening to him uh, and opened up all kinds of doors. But uh, it was really a, an extraordinary experience. Because what, what you have, it shuts down your body, right, but your brain – Sure. Um, yeah, your brain is the most powerful part of your body. And so, um, when you get your brain to overtake everything that, you know, everybody says your muscles can't do, it's really, really something powerful. And I think, you know, that's what all the athletes that I, I look up to there, they always stay positive all the time and, and they always, you know, find ways to say, okay, how can I get better from my losses? People would term failure, but they're not really failures. They're just helping you to understand how to be better. And so that's uh, an approach that I took from my training that really helped me to understand uh, exactly what it took to walk the mile and, and to be successful in life. So yeah, he's uh, so Johnny's cerebral palsy. It's there's a wide variety of cerebral palsy. Um, his is heavily focused on the lower in his body gets the worse things are, uh, but it's a disconnect between the brain and the muscles. They just don't communicate like they ought to. So um, he's been able to overcome uh, some of that through just intensive training. So the the typical physical therapy might be go to an hour a week, and if you or I are going to take golf lessons, we went for an hour a week, we'd get better. But if you went to a golf school and went every week after week after week with some of the best pros in the country, you would get really, really good at it. And that's what he's done in this physical therapy program he's in where intensive training hours and hours every day made a lot of progress, very small progress, but huge progress for someone like Johnny. Um, we, we never would have dreamed he'd be able to walk at all, even with a walker. And so with uh, the group he's in um, at the conductive learning center in Grand Rapids, Michigan here, he's made great progress this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope that you write a book, Ben, because really our scars, that's our superpower, right? <laughs> My scars make me walk in every room and say, I ain't like the rest of you people in here because of the stuff I've overcome, not the stuff that I've done. And so scars have got me. So you too, the stuff that you could just, you could teach the world, uh, whether people have uh, CP or not, we could all learn from you, man. Just well, interesting, interesting you say that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Johnny and Becky have actually published a book. Uh, it was endorsed by Michael Phelps, so I think you That's know. That's my guy, Phelps is yeah. my dude. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and okay. I came out about a year ago. It's called What's the called? Impossible Mile. The Impossible Mile. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. it. And so uh, it goes through all the a lot of the background, the history. Uh, my wife's a phenomenal author, and so uh, right. she wrote a lot of it because Johnny was too young to remember most of it. But um, but it really it chronicles how he overcame uh, all these challenges he's faced and. Uh, some of the things that um, we've done and primarily my wife was a, a huge portion of the, of the, right. whole. the nice thing is I get 90% of the credit Jay, but she does 90% of the work. Right. Play it off. Well, awesome. the thing with the book, Johnny, you could run your ass over to my house now and give me a copy of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I would love to do that. Yeah. <laughs> done and done. All right. So there's so many questions I have for you. Okay. Well, when right, you, you guys can. are, when you guys are together. Now, if I was with my friend, Right. Let's call it, let's say Michael Strahan for 17 straight hours. Okay. Yeah. Strahan and I are like, you know, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell from Step Rose. We fight <laughs> nonstop. Like we couldn't go 17 minutes without fighting. Do you guys <laughs> fight? Do you guys constantly motivate each other? Like, how are those 17 hours? I love talking to all the other athletes on the board, you know, getting stories from the other people, you know. Um, Do you talk shit to, to the other athletes? What's that? Do you talk shit to the other athletes? No, no. I, my goal is just to motivate everybody. Okay. I, I don't think, you know, in endurance sports, we try to get each other to the line. You know, you're not. Right. I love that. You're, you're not 
beating each other necessarily. You're beating, you're trying to beat yourself. <laughs> and it's mostly you versus you type deal. So, mm-hmm. you know, we try to bring each other to the line. And I think that's something special about endurance sports and, and really helped me out in life is how can I not beat somebody else but better myself? So um, I love motivating each other across the line and, and talking to each other and trying to get bits and pieces that I can carry on in my life. And it's really special. So, But sometimes dad will tell me to stop talking because, <laughs> because uh, he wants to get in his, in his zone sometimes. Okay. <laughs> that is true. Sometimes you just got to block things out and not think about it. Dad, I hope that every single day, though, you're able to, like, it, it never gets old. And every day you're able to say to yourself, like, oh, my God, look at this that I'm doing with my son. This is the ultimate sign of love. And I, I hope you're able to love yourself up fully every day and don't ever let it get used to it. Yeah, you know, that the tough thing is we, we've kind of evolved. I appreciate you saying that. The, the, we've kind of evolved into it. And so it's, uh, it's when you step back once in a while and, and, and hear from people. When we finished in Ironman Maryland, that was actually the first Ironman out of after failing five, you know, quote unquote, failing five times to get through under the official cutoff times. So we made it and you you just don't think about the magnitude of it. But then you'll see people post stuff online like, you know, one guy said, I've done seven Ironmans. I can't even imagine pulling another human being through the race, like that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, just I mean, I, you hear people will say like, man, I don't do anything with my kids. And uh, I should be doing so much more kind of stuff. And so it's, it's those kind of things when you step back from it, it really hits you. But when you're in it day to day, you know, it's just part of your life, right? I mean, it just becomes a lifestyle. It's what we do all the time. So you don't really think about it. Um, but I, and I'm just doing it for my son. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not joking when I say that I don't, I don't like swimming, but I get running. It's it, not it's, like the whole runner's high thing. Yeah. Never had it. Never, never going right. to have it probably. People go, I love to go for a long run. I'll think, are you insane? <laughs> but, uh, but it's all, you know, I'm just doing it because Johnny loves it. And uh, I hope that's what inspires, you know, other fathers to think about is, if you, you know, you don't have to be, you know, the father of the year or anything like that. You just got to keep keep being a better father than you were, you know, the day before kind of thing into what you are today. And then it, it'll it'll head into certain uh, kind of cool things. So. What, what's the emotion, emotional part for you? Is it the start? Is it when you guys hit your worst struggle or is it the finish? You know, it's the biking for us is so difficult that um, we're hauling. You, know, you think of an average triathlete with their bike, they're under 200 pounds. I mean, these people are really fit and it's a couple hundred pounds. And we are hauling about 380 to 390 pounds. And uh, depending on how many desserts Johnny has, bumping up to 400. Say, it sounds like Johnny needs to lose some weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's always a part of my dream. But, yeah. but, but it gives me the whole athlete experience too. But when we, so when we get over the, when we make the bike cutoff, that's the greatest feeling. Cause then I feel like, yeah, I got to run a marathon next, but I always feel like I can gut that out and get through the marathon. The greatest feeling is when, when I'm, when we're scrapping with our team, when we strap Johnny into his walker and I know that we're going to make it and I know that he's got it walk the rest of it. Um, but it's, uh, he's been sitting there for oh, 16, almost 17 hours waiting for his chance. And it's like, uh, you know, you, you get an athlete who hasn't played in a long time and they're sitting there waiting on the sidelines for a chance to play. And now he gets his chance to go in. Uh, that to me is the most gratifying Then Getting over the finish line is, 
it just is really cool to stop. But when we're strapping Johnny in and now he gets to actually take over and he gets to become the athlete, that is the piece that's the most gratifying for me. Peyton Manning has opened up a door for you guys to actually compete in the actual tri, you know, the Ironman uh, triathlete out in Hawaii. Yeah. How cool place? is that, Dave? How cool is that, right? <laughs> no doubt. That was amazing. Listen, when I saw Peyton come on on there, I was like, oh, no, Peyton got me crying now. <laughs> <laughs> and you could see, look, I know Peyton well. You could see oh, in yeah. his voice, he was so genuinely excited to announce this to you. There was nothing but authenticity there. Good, good, good. I, I really look up to him, you know, just how he carries himself and just, you know, how much how much fun he has playing the game and uh, how much fun he has off the field, too. I, I really see a lot of myself in him. Mm-hmm. And so just to have him uh, announce that I, we're going back next year to what, what we consider our Super Bowl. Right. Really, really a, a, an awesome feeling because, you know, he's one of the athletes that I look up to as a child. And so, you know, it was kind of a, to have him announce that we're going back to our Super Bowl was really a full circle moment. And I'm, I was so shocked and so thankful uh, for the opportunity just to be able to, to have uh, that when is that when is that that armor it's uh late october of 2024 2024 yes johnny stepped peyton manning's jersey hanging on his wall for the longest time so it's really a wild thing to uh to have peyton manning be the one to announce we're going back to to the ironman world championship so when will you start training for this in october three months ago (laughs) really yeah it's a uh it's a huge effort uh so you know while we finished an Ironman yeah. uh the one in Hawaii that's that's the world championship it's it's called the most brutal one day endurance event on the planet. What so, what makes a difference in the other ones? Crazy steep. So the steepness is really hilly for the bike. The uh you bike through the lava fields of Hawaii so it's well over a hundred degrees. Right. It's super super hot. And then it's crazy windy with the, some of the winds coming off the ocean. So you'll see riders leaning into the wind wow. so they don't fall down. So it, it's, it's so much more difficult than any of the others. It's just a, uh, to, to level of extreme. So, uh, like leg strength has to be dramatically better than it was back then. Um, so if you have any tips on leg strength, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> any of your listeners that, that uh, can help me build leg strength, but I, I have to have an endurance level and a leg strength level and an overall fitness level uh, beyond what we've ever done. And I'm at 60 years old, so there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, so we, we've been training in the hopes that we got invited, but um, there's, a, there's a lot of effort has to go into it. Now. But but we're excited for the challenge. Oh, for sure, yeah. We really appreciate Iron Man giving us the opportunity, Peyton Manning delivering the message to us, and CBS Mornings to, uh, how, to be the ones that get it to us. How many hours a day goes into this training, and do you give yourself rest, rest days? Yeah, so you, you rest one day a week, but right. typically you're le- at least doing one of your events or one of your activities. Sabbath, you get one Sabbath. Yeah, right? yeah. Yep. Typically, yeah, like a Monday, but I mean, I, I'm swimming and, and uh, running typically on one of the days, and then uh, like one time in the morning, running at night, I, four days a week. Uh, then you also do uh, running three days a week, uh, strength training. Um, I do yoga classes for stretching and flexibility, all that stuff. So, and then, uh, and then nutrition is like the, the fourth leg of, of triathlon. Yeah. So, uh, 
there's like six major areas of things you got to focus on. I don't on. think sleep is, has to be big in there too. Sleep is a portion of it. Um, not enough. I mean, I work full time as well. Right. You work full. You're yeah, a realtor, I've right? A, I've got a job too. So, so you yeah, work, I work for a great company. You saying you work 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week? Yeah. In that range. 80 hours a week. Something along no, those lines? no, not the great. Okay. No. So how many hours a day, hours. how many hours a day are you training outside of work? Yeah. I'm training, um, at least two hours a day and okay. then sometimes three or four and then the weekends or when you do your long runs and long mm-hmm. bikes. So then it could be seven, eight, nine hours of, uh, wow. training on a given day. So it's yeah. a, it's a lifestyle commitment. I only like, for example, if I want to watch, uh, the lions, I, I guess they're getting better. Johnny keeps telling me. So if right. I watch the lions, I always time it where I'm going to do an indoor bike ride while the game's on the game's it. On. Okay. He is always only on when uh, I'm doing some kind of a training event with okay. it. So you, you coordinate everything that way. And then with my training, Jay, my my aunt and uncle, it's family affair here, so my aunt and uncle help me a lot with my, with my training and my walking, and they help me stretch and everything. My aunt is a occupational therapist, so it really works out that way. But, you know, it really helps me to to be able to do something every day because again, you know, if I'm doing therapy pretty much every day to strengthen my muscles and everything, then um, I'm getting better. And so sports is kind of my way of, of working out, but in a fun way. And Right. And it's making my doctors happy. So it's <laughs> <laughs> clearly making you happy, which is great. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last couple of questions for you. Start from uh, dad to son. Okay. What's the biggest thing you've learned from him during this time? Wow, that's a good question. I think just uh, being able to overcome obstacles and, and having a good attitude about it when you're doing it. It's, you know, Ironman training is really, really um, uh, an individual activity a lot of times. And there's, you're constantly trying to do better, but failure is kind of part of the whole process a lot of times. And I've learned a lot from Johnny about not letting failure stand in our way. So just to give an example of when we didn't, we, we actually participated in the Ironman World Championship in 2016. We got invited when we were so early in our Ironman career, we didn't know what we didn't know. And so we were horribly ill-prepared, um, but we got halfway through the bike and we missed the, the bike cutoff. So, uh, you know, I looked at it as a pretty sizable failure. Only a million people watched us, you know, fail on national TV. So kind of a, a, a big negative. But my wife, much more positive than I am, is super, super supportive. And she said, something good's going to come out of this. Now, at the time, I wasn't quite as sure that something good was going to come out of it. But some amazing things have happened. Because of that, we kept working, kept training, trying to do more and more, and really made that failure into something. And so it led to them writing their book. Uh, Johnny having a relationship more with, with Michael Phelps and Under Armour. He was actually in a commercial with Michael Phelps in Michigan. Oh, wow. And then uh, in a in a commercial with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, I got to. Notable guy. And uh, yeah. so had we made it in Hawaii that first time through, those other things never would have happened because there had been no reason for us to keep pushing it. And the last piece that I'll kind of tie together is that Johnny's a motivational speaker. He's done um, – uh, a lot of speeches so far to groups from 100 to 7,000. And wow. a lot of his messages to people that, you know what, failure is just part of the process. You got to keep working, keep overcoming, learning from things. And the reality is if we made it the first time, people would have said, well, that guy was an athlete and it wasn't that hard, but I wasn't an endurance athlete. And it is brutally hard to get through an Ironman. And so we finally got through on the sixth try shows that overcoming obstacles is in mm-hmm. failure along the way is just part of the process. And we are so much better off today than we would have been had we made it through Kona the very first time through. And great things have happened to Johnny because of that. So my wife was right. It only took <laughs> you know, a lot of years to figure out that she was right on these things. Two things you know, I take from that. One, adversity is a gift. Mm-hmm. Most people run away from it instead of figuring, okay, well, we got knocked down. Let's figure out what it's going to take to overcome it. That's what leads to greatness. And you did exactly that. You ran to it. Instead of saying, well, I can't do this. I'm just going to go, I'm going to transfer schools. I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to quit right. this school, right? That's not the mindset you guys had. So that I love. And the other part is, I try and tell this to a lot of people I work with also. Man, you never know what like why things happen in life. Hmm. Right? You don't know why he was born with this. It, yeah. It'll drive you crazy. I don't know why good things happen to bad people or bad things happen to good people. And if you try and figure out, it'll drive you crazy. Just sure. take life for how it is and try yeah. and find the good and the blue in life. And let's yeah. go after that. Yeah. And that's what and having faith that's going to lead to something yes. good. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's switch it to you. Um, son, what has been the biggest lesson you've learned from dad? I think, you know, just, I think you know, the love dad has for me and, and 
the length in which he's willing to go through to, to prove that to me is really, really something that I cherish a lot. And not, not every son has the opportunity mm -hmm. to see that. And so um, I'm very thankful. And also just the consistency um, what it takes to do something if you want to if you want to be great at something you know what it takes to be able to do that because because dad was never a swim bike runner so you know I get to see the nuts and bolts of somebody that wasn't an athlete and now has become something it's now has become an athlete himself is really really something special and I'm I'm so grateful for it because it really helped me, again, understand, you know, if you want to be good at something, you can't just say, I'm here, you know. If, if I was going to watch Lions on TV, you know, I, they can't just say, I'm going to suit up and watch, I'm going to suit up and play a game, you know. There's work and effort that goes into it. And so um, that has taught me so much and, and has loved me so much, I'm so grateful for it and and I really can't thank him enough uh, and I'm so grateful. For Johnny to give things a try yeah. and, um, and that's <laughs> what got us to even take on the Ironman World Champions the first time where NBC and, and Ironman offered us to uh, to go and it'd be hypocritical to say to Johnny his whole life hey you need to give things a try you may not you know may not succeed but you got to try and then for us to then turn around and say, well, I'm not going to do that because we're probably not going to make it. So we've tried to encourage him, especially my wife has, and uh, and I'm trying to support that as well. That Johnny can do things he never thought possible, but it's going to take a lot of work and there's going to be failure along the way. But um, it's been uh, it's been a good thing to try to do. And, you know, we've tried to go out of our way not to put limitations in front of Johnny. Mm -hmm. uh, it took us a long time before we would say that he had cerebral palsy. We would just say, uh, you know, that he wasn't. We never use the word normal, uh, even though he does once in a while. We we always hey, say I I freaking normal. So something's typical <laughs> a certain way, but normal is uh, is not a word that we tip, that yeah. we like to to use very often. Um, just because it it sets up that negative things are going to happen or yeah. something something wrong. And when he decided he wanted to walk a mile, like my evolution was step by step along the way. Mm -hmm. When he decided to walk a mile, he'd only walk twenty three steps in therapy school, and wow. so. Uh, that'd be like you or I walk into the mailbox and our next goal was a marathon. Right. It's just, right. just a crazy level. It just doesn't but, happen. Right. But you've probably seen people yeah. set hugely ambitious goals. And what happens is the wheels of, of activity and people start coming around you and you start attracting. It's that, that law of magnetism, right? Where you start attracting things to help you achieve that goal. So sometimes an, an audacious goal is, is good to go after. Mine were very incremental. But this has been huge for us to see two different approaches to get to, you know, a similar type of endpoint, one step by step. And then Johnny's setting a massive goal and finding a way to get there. Johnny, I think you also seen, you know, a dad sacrifice for you, for your love. That to me makes you one of the richest dudes in the world. I, I, I'm very thankful. And, and um, you know, I, I want that's one of the things that I tried to do with my motivational speaking and and trying to help people understand is, you know, I try to teach them some of the lessons that my parents have taught me because, uh, you know, what good, what good is a lesson that you've been taught if it's not given to other people? So mm -hmm. 
and that's what I try to do on a daily basis and will do until the day I die. So being of service. Absolutely. Being of service is huge to help us between the years. Last question for you both. I always ask every one of my my guests, what is the one moment that could have broken you and didn't? And you came through the other side of that tunnel stronger as a result. Your unbreakable moment. Well, I think for me it was it was not making Kona in twenty sixteen because you know, it really showed me the whole athlete experience and that you have to fail in order to learn how to succeed. And so that was something that was very, very beneficial for me in the end. Um, Love it. I learned a lot from that experience and, and just seeing how hard to be able to have this opportunity now. And that Well, so similar to that, but, you know, I mean, not finishing in Kona the first time was uh, a huge setback. Um, but then we kept hoping we'd get invited back knowing a lot more, understanding more what it takes to train. And and so it went year after year or we would try a different Ironman event to kind of show we could get through one. And so we failed a total of five times. We had weird things happen. One year is 100 degrees uh, on, the, uh, on the bike portion and we didn't make the cutoff. Another, we had uh, 40 miles of a, a flat tire in his chariot mm. where we didn't realize it was like that. We just thought it was really windy. We had a huge uh, downpour of rain all throughout the bike in another race, just crazy. And one, we got in a bike crash, someone slammed into us accidentally. And uh, we've had weird things happen along the way. So every time you start thinking, man, I, I just don't know if it's in the cards for us to do it. So that was, you know, my moments were a lo- long period of time when uh, you just don't know if you're actually going to get through to the finish line. And uh, I keep leaning back on something Johnny said when we first time we didn't make it through uh through Kona, um, NBC was recording and they said, um, you know, or they came up to Johnny and said, you know, basically, what do you think after we got pulled off the race? And he said, well, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, and that's exactly oh, true. Nice. And and I thought I didn't know he'd said it. I was right. delirious at that point. But it's really a, a a a really cool way to look at things. That uh, if you look at everything as a learning opportunity, um, you know, we we're so much better off having learned along the way and now leading up to trying to get back to Kona. Now we have a lot more experience. Yes, I'm older, but you get a lot more experience, a lot better training, a lot better equipment. Um, and to make it now would show that, you know, you know, Iron Man's mantra is anything is possible. And uh, us getting through, you know, would, would seem to be pretty impossible, but if we make it, it kind of feeds into that whole thing that anything is possible with the right amount of hard work attitude and the right motivation. Right. So, uh, I think it's we're better suited now than we are back then, and so that was uh any 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 one of those things along the way we kind of could have said hey, you know what that it's not in the cards for us to get through one of these Ironman events. It's we've done a pretty decent job, um, but let's kind of stop here. And so it was a, a, a string of unbreakable moments that have gotten us where we are here today. And so we're very focused now on taking everything we've learned and getting through Kona next year in October. It didn't break it, just made you stronger and. Man, I, I want to say that you guys have a, a definitely a fan here, me, for the two of you now, but more so I, I would like to say a friend going oh, forward. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jay. Man, if, if I can get – I know it's during football season, October 2024, <laughs> but if I can get out there somehow, some way, and be there at the uh, finish line to cheer you on, 
My ass will be standing right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, I have to be going well, there with you. Exactly. I'm going to see if I can do that. All right? That would be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Man, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks, Jay. We appreciate it. Thank God. you so much, gang. I appreciate it. I just, I really, you know, like I said, you ever try and figure your life out. And, you, you know, there's certain people put in your life that God puts in your life to, to, uh, to learn certain things from. Mm-hmm. And today was a day where it was just a day to learn that, hey, I'm just a happy guy today listening to these two. <laughs> I really appreciate how much you both helped me today. Oh, thank you, Jay. Appreciate you, it very much. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 